What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. This is The Vault by Access Hollywood. We're taking you on an epic journey into the heart of Hollywood with iconic interviews and fascinating conversations from the biggest stars in the business. The Vault opens now. What is up and welcome to the podcast here on The Vault by Access Hollywood. We are going to press play on some throwback clips that you have got to hear. I am Zuri Hall. And I'm Scott Evans. And welcome. You should get so excited because I'm very excited because Scott, do you know who we're talking about today? You're buzzing right now. I'm You're kind like of buzzing. Vibrating. There is a different frequency. I very rarely am on this frequency, and it's normally like alcohol induced or like, <laughs> like life win induced. But Leonardo DiCaprio also does this. Today, we are throwing it back to Leonardo DiCaprio. Obviously, we all know who this guy is. He's an actor, producer, a known environmentalist, and we know him for his huge big budget movies and for you know, just being an all-around Hollywood heartthrob. Uh, But technically, his career started back in the 80s as a kid, and he's just been sailing through Hollywood ever since. Um, I have my favorite Leo story, but it's also extremely embarrassing. So I'm going to tee this off with you, Scott. No, no, we're definitely going right to your story. (laughs) I just figured if we eased in with something semi-normal, then... Let's come in hot. Let's come in real hot. I almost puked on him. I almost threw up on Leonardo DiCaprio's face, and he didn't know it, but it was taking everything in me to keep the bile down. Not going to lie. Were you, like, like uh, food poisoning? A hundred percent. That is exactly it. So this was, I was, like, new to L.A. I had just moved here from New York. I was a new entertainment news journalist on the scene, and mm-hmm. I was so excited because I think this might have been, my, this was definitely my biggest of the time. It might have been my first, like, really big A-list star, and it was Leonardo. I was so excited. I knew for a few days it was going to happen, and then the night before, I had some bomb Thai food. I'm talking, ooh, but it was, like, extra, extra, extra spicy, and then there was shrimp in it and chili peppers and blah, 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 blah. And I feel so gross even admitting this. But I left it out overnight. And then the next day, <laughs> I was like, I'm so starving. I gotta, I'm just gonna heat it up in the microwave will blast or whatever out. And I'm just gonna take a couple bites. So I took a couple bites. I was fine that day. The next day. Uh, when I tell you, I was, hun- I'm, I'll, I'll spare you all the details. Y'all know what food poisoning feels like. But my boss was like, we got to take you off this DiCaprio interview. And I was like, I will be damned. 
if this stops me from smelling Leonardo for the first time. Put me out. I'm ready. So I was puking all day. I was doing God knows what all day. She says, fine, stay away from work. Do not come anywhere near this office for the day, but I'll let you go to the red carpet tonight. It was for the Revenant premiere. And so I go to the premiere. I think I'm all puked out and I'm good to go. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, as I'm rushing down like Hollywood Boulevard, I have to puke again. I puked in the trash can outside of the tented red carpet no. Right. Which is terrible because out of context, they're like, oh my God, who is this drunk chick showing up for, you know, the revenue? In movie? heels. Looking like heels. a cocktail party. <laughs> <laughs> Just two-stepping, trying to get to my little position in line. But it was less about me and more about this man that I just had to meet for the first time. I've been a fan forever. He's <sighs> iconic for good reason. I, I didn't know if I'd ever have a chance to meet him again and talk to him about his art. So I had to do it. I had to do He it. would go on to win the Oscar, so maybe there was something in it. Exactly. Was, right. was I the it? good luck charm? Was all of you that? You were definitely part of it. I was a part of the story in the most insignificant <laughs> ways. Anyways, guys, sorry for all of that. Uh, we caught up with Leo early on in his career. This was back in 1997. So he was doing press for Titanic, and he was on the cusp of becoming a global icon for his portrayal as Jack Dawson. It is wild to think about this, but Leo almost didn't take the role, if you can believe that. Access asked him if he had any trepidation about taking on the role and listen to what he had to say. I don't really like sort of these gigantic, uh, huge films for some reason. They seem to be a lot more about the special effects and less about actually a, a story with content, you know. Um, but I didn't want to discriminate against this movie just because it was huge, because it was a terrific script, you know. It was a great character and an overall you know, overall, it had a lot of important things uh, in a movie. So it was an interesting sort of thing. I, you know, took a chance and tried something different here because traditionally I've sort of done smaller, smaller films. Yeah. The love story between you and Kate Winslet's character is really what drives this film, and it works so tremendously well. Did you connect with her immediately once you met, you know, did you two realize, you know what, this is going to be good, we're going to be great together? I think we, we definitely initially said, oh wow, we respect each other's work and we wanted to do, you know, there were both big reasons why we wanted to do this picture was to work with each other too. Um, and you know, as soon as it became even deeper when we started doing the movie, because we needed, uh, we definitely needed you know, a shoulder to sort of lean on, and we were there for each other constantly. I mean, when you shoot a movie for up to seven months, you need, and through all the stuff that we had to do in this movie, you need somebody to, you know, vent <laughs> with. <laughs> so we did a sort of a lot of uh, all the complaining we needed to do, we didn't in the trailer, so we didn't need to bring it on set. But she was such a great partner and such a terrific person. Yeah. Really is, I mean, she's top notch. She's gonna be one of the greats. Oh wow, he's so so serious. So he was twenty one, around twenty one years old at the time. Clearly an old soul, but he was right. She's one of the greats. <laughs> I don't use this phrase often because I feel uh-huh. like it's a little it's it's it, it's it weirds me out. Okay, but he was gushing over G- Kate Winslet. Oh, you think so? You don't think so? I mean, I wouldn't disagree with you, but that, I guess I didn't. I thought he was just kind of emotive, kind of overly gracious. Not overly gracious. Everything he said was accurate, but like yeah. gracious with his co-star. 
But you think I'm into he was kind of... He, he was like, like, into like it, into it. what you trying to say? All I'm saying is... <laughs> About you know, that you, word, gush. You remember, the, you remember the scene in the car with mm-hmm. the steamy window and Ooh, the hand Yeah, coming. that handprint will oh, get you every time. You think... Okay, we can't... We're not, we're not going to be that months. <laughs> Well, what we know for sure... How about that? Well, we'll stick to what we know for sure. And we know that Titanic ended up winning 10 Academy Awards in 1998, including Best Picture for very good reason. I mean, the Jack and Rose love story, man. Iconic. Did you watch it at the time or was it when you came to No, I was was one of those people that when they watched this movie the first time, I knew what was going to be happening. You remember Steve Harvey said, bring on the water. When is the water going <laughs> to happen? Like, can we just get no, this thing No, that's the last thing along? I wanted to see. Oh. No, and then when the boat broke in half and the yeah. band was playing as the thing yeah. went down, I was like, this is, this movie, this is excellent. And then yeah. it gave us, that movie gave us one of the most controversial endings of all time. Because if you think about Titanic as a movie, uh-huh. ultimately... It's a it's a it's a it's an older woman, hmm. you know, an elderly woman talking about a cruise she went on where she <laughs> met a guy yeah. and things got hot. Right, right, right. Right? People who've been on cruises have those stories. Of course. This one just turned out to end maybe a way <laughs> tragically, right? But there was room on the door. I knew I was hoping that's the way you were taking this. And good God, there is room on do the we door. Have a, like a Twitter account, I guess maybe access how it is because I really need the people to let us know. Ain't no way Jack couldn't have climbed up on that piece of wood and just dragged them both to safety. It was she was selfish. I'm gonna say it. She was being selfish in the moment. She didn't even think about him. I hope. I hope they never find that necklace. <laughs> you ain't right. You ain't right. I hope they never find it. <laughs> That man is down there right oh, now. No. Like, mm, they mm, could have mm. fooled him up. You are right. There was 100% room enough on the board for two people. But that wouldn't have made it the iconic and tragic and bittersweet love story that it was. Okay, let's fast forward. Let's fast forward to 2005. <laughs> this next vault clip, uh, Leo Decap, as I call him, mm. you know, we're boys, mm-hmm. uh, was about 30 years old. And he had moved on, or I shouldn't say moved on, he... We just talked about an iconic pairing of Leo and Kate, right? This yep. one is Leo and Scorsese. I'm talking right. about Martin Scorsese. This Oof. clip is from Santa Barbara International Film Festival. Um, and Leo is getting honored with the Platinum Award honor, right? This is yep. kind of their equivalent to a Lifetime Achievement Award. Remember, I said he was just 30. Crazy. Crazy, <laughs> right? crazy, crazy. But at this point, he'd already done the films like uh, um, The Man in the Iron Mask, Catch Me If You Can, and Gangs of New York. Did you ever see Gangs of New York? If, it, if I you did. haven't. No, honest to God, Leonardo is truly one of my favorite actors. I don't think there's a, a big film that he's done that I have not seen. Obsessed. So good. So this clip comes as he's being honored by the Santa Barbara International Film Festival, and he had just received the call that he was actually getting an Oscar nomination for playing Howard Hughes in The Aviator. Here's what he said about the Oscar nomination to Access Hollywood back in 2005. It's a fantastic feeling, you know. I uh, I am a, a young buck still in this business, but, uh, you know, I've done quite a few movies. Yeah. 
but I, I truly feel honored that people are, are are looking at them and getting me a lifetime achievement award, which is. Did you think I your career was been... over or something? <laughs> oh, no. God. But it is surreal, definitely. Yeah. It is surreal. But I, I do love I do love film so much, and and to have people recognize that. What can I say? It's an amazing feeling. It, it's a little shocking, but it's amazing. What about um, um, having Marty here as well? Is Toby here as well? No, just just Marty. Just here. Marty. What does that mean to have him present this to you? What can I say? You know, the fact that Martin Scorsese is presenting already with the Lifetime Achievement Awards is uh, is surreal and unbelievable but I, I've, I've gotten to work with him twice now and we're gonna do another film coming up in, in, in the next uh, few months and I, I'm just enjoying this you know this wave of being able to work with one of my mentors and one of the people that I've looked up to in the business for such a long period of time that I've learned so much about not not just in the process of, of movie making but about film history he is a true film historian yeah. and uh, he's given me you know an even increased amount of passion to do what I do every day what did you think the other day when you got a call and you got the Oscar nomination I felt uh, I felt truly honored I, I really did especially for this film you know this film in particular because that's much time on. I spent yeah I spent eight years thinking about this character and, and hoping to play Howard Hughes and you never know how an audience is going to react to a, a character like that, you know, whether they're going to be sympathetic to a man like this and uh, whether it's ultimately going to work out. So the fact that I've been nominated for this film in particular, it's, it's uh, beyond my wildest dreams. First, mm-hmm. Zuri, I'd like to let you know that you've been honored with the <laughs> Access Hollywood Lifetime Achievement Award. Really? How do you how do you feel um, so well, early in your life? I, I'm honored. I feel two years too late compared to when Leonardo got his. So <laughs> I kind of feel like I need to get my life together. Um, but I will accept this graciously. I'd like to thank the Academy and you, Scott Evans, my dutiful yes. co-host on this podcasting journey. Because yes. I don't know if I could have done it without you. Word. You certainly couldn't have. Three episodes. The podcast. I mean, the podcast. You are so humble and the support <laughs> and modesty is, I mean, that's it for me. That's what's you getting totally, it. <laughs> you totally could have done this without me. I'm just saying I wouldn't have been your co-host. No, 100%. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you oh, quite dude. literally could not have done this without me. I accept your thanks. <laughs> that's what I took away from that. No, and we'll split the statue. 30 years old, most people haven't even figured out what they actually want to do with their lives, let alone right. have achieved at the highest level at 30. But it's a testament to who he is. I, you know, like I said, even at 21 with Titanic, he felt like such an old soul. And, you know, it kind of feels like, oh, wow, he takes it so seriously. But that's not a bad thing. He takes his art so seriously. And he, what's interesting to me about Leonardo DiCaprio is as much fascination as there is about his personal life and his private life, he's not going to give you anything. He's not going to go there. And his work is so strong and so consistent that somehow all the personal and tabloidy BS hasn't been able to distract him or detract from his consistent hits. Like, I just, okay, we, I, I was going to say, I can't name a film that wasn't amazing, but I'm going to ask you, Scott, to tr- what do you think? Have they all been hits? 
I hate that I threw you under the bus here, but I'm saying Yeah. And then put and then put the bus in overdrive as you as you ran over my body. <laughs> I'm gonna say this. It is hard. It is it is it is ever since Tiffany Haddish hit the scene, this is gonna seem like a sharp left. Ever since <laughs> Tiffany Haddish hit the hit the scene, and you know, one of the questions early on we would always ask her was like, so who's your crush? Like who are you? Who are you? Who's your celebrity crush? And she would be like, mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. And then she paused. She like put her finger up and be like, from who's eating Gilbert Grape? And it was like, oh, uh, I don't. No. So every time I see him, I think about that. You do not. You so do I don't not. Have, I do. So I don't have this like ultra cool. Interesting. Like, and, and I also see, do you remember the, 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 if you guys are listening to this and are at all interested Type into your browser, Russian Leonardo DiCaprio. Wait, I'm about to do it right now. What is that going to do for us? It is going to show you a picture. I believe he was a security guard. Like pretending to be one, acting? No, he was was just like a a doppelganger, just a doppelganger. Oh, 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 okay. So there's a Russian who looks like Leonardo DiCaprio. These are the images that come to mind for me. And then- you know, the Oscar winning performance of The Revenant, you know, the he and the wilderness, he and the bear. Right. The snow and the ice. Yeah. The yeah. elements. Yeah. Like when he so, crawled into that horse, when he crawled into that horse, I was just like, give him all of the awards. Right, right, right. Did you, you that was a real, you knew that was a real horse, right? Honestly, I don't know if it was a real horse. I remember I had to ask him about the rumors that he hooked up with a bear for the film, which might be the most ridiculous question I've ever asked him. Only I, ridiculous if the answer wasn't No, the good. answer got me picked up globally for the first time because <laughs> the answer, and then my coworkers were mad. They were like, "You, it's only because you are cute. He would never let me ask that question. I was like, well, it worked. Thank you very much. It was a ridiculous question. But Wait, so what did he say? Oh, I mean, he was just super gracious and being like, I mean, these headlines, they're ridiculous. You know what I mean? These people run these crazy stories. Of course not. Of course that's not true. Because he was like tangling with the bear. Remember? And there were these insane articles and headlines that were actually getting traction. You couldn't believe, like, what happened with Leonardo? Was it a real bear? Did it? I might have retweeted one. I might have retweeted one. With a caption of like, interesting question mark. What do y'all think? Something to explore here. Um, the greatest gift The Revenant gave me, the reason I love that film, is because it gave me the opportunity to interview Leonardo for the first time and to have that holding experience and holding the vomit. I liked the film. I just genuinely felt like, as many people do, there were so many other opportunities in which he beyond earned not just the nomination, but the win. And I think by the time The the Revenant came on the scene, was it amazing acting? Of course. Was it a good film? Yeah, it's not my type of film. It was, it was a little slow for my taste, um, amongst other things. But it, the acting was impeccable, as is always the case with Leonardo. But it also kind of disappointed me a little bit in that I felt like, y'all know you should have given this man his Oscar before this. And by the time he got it, it felt like a pity win. And I'm like, he deserved better than that. He deserved better than to have to wait for this moment to get on the stage when everybody in the damn arena was like, 
good for you, Leo. Finally, you know, that's not <laughs> how that should have been, you know, and I'm sure he, he was so gracious and, and he deserved it then too, but there were so many other great bodies of work before that, that I think we were all fans of his were all a little frustrated that it, it took that long revolutionary road. Did you see that film? Yeah. But you know, we were talking about the movies that he, that, that he deserved, he mm-hmm. would, for Howard Hughes, go on to win the Golden Globe. Yeah. Right? I mean, he, mm-hmm. it, he di- it didn't go totally that's unnoticed. Your, that's very true. Very true. Yeah. Very true. And the Golden Globe is one of the, to, to me, is like one of the, the more fun shows to be a part of. I get the, the prestige of the Academy Award, but... But it's also you know. notoriously stuffy and kind of like... Yeah, the, the Golden Globe to me seems way cooler. Yeah. Globes are fun. That, that's a good time. That's a good time. But let's go back into the vault, shall we? <laughs> let's do it. This is a throwback clip from 2010. Leo obviously a pretty private guy. He rarely grants interviews and he's super tight-lipped about his personal life. But we all know the tabloids have always talked about him, you know, dating the younger models and, you know, being out and about, speculating on who he's with at the time. But ultimately, he really has done a really great job of navigating the industry from child star to A-lister and having audiences accept you and take you seriously as a grown man or woman. Oh, not many people land on their feet with that. Wasn't he at one point linked to, speaking of of the women, like in the tabloids, wasn't he mm-hmm. at one point linked to Rihanna? Yes, which blew my mind and I kind of loved. Was it a thing? Was it not? Did we confirm? What's eating Gilbert Gray? <laughs> what? <laughs> We're just going to say that now when we were going to, when plead the fifth is now, what's eating Gilbert Gray? You tell me. I don't know. Bowing out. Well, while I go Google Rihanna and Leonardo DiCaprio, y'all listen to this clip because Access asked him about handling the level of fame that he has achieved while also trying to maintain a regular life. Here's a very rare moment of Leo talking about his life off the big screen. The truth of the matter is I'm at the core of everything, whether no matter what's happened in my career or my life, I am so happy to do what I do so happy I'm, i look at it as a gift I've, I've grown up with actors i grew up in hollywood so i was around kids that were trying to make it that were my age and to realize that i kind of hit the lotto for some reason at that point in time i got to be able to do movies and do it professionally um that's the thing that has sort of superseded any sort of bumps or glitches or moments of a lot of attention or pop or all this crap that comes with it dude i hit the lotto and i'm not gonna waste this this opportunity for anything. I'm going to do everything I can to, you know, um, to have these experiences. That's it. Is there any, is there another young actor right now that you look at who might be in that similar type of situation right now that you were in right after Titanic and think, I know what that guy's feeling right now. Oh God. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of them, right? There's a lot of these young guys, uh, you know, Zac Efron or uh, I think of Pattinson. Our Pats. (laughs) You go on our Pats on me. I think of that but guy because he's got they, it intense. He can't leave his hotel room. Right. That's kind of the way it was after Titanic. But There's now with the these, internet and a lot of these uh, actors that have an intense amount of attention on them from uh, from from the paparazzi and and the media. And you know the truth of the matter is, uh, I have nothing to tell them. They know that you know at the end of the day we're all lucky to be actors, and it's all about the work at the end of the day. And if we want to have uh, long careers in this industry, we got to focus on doing the best possible work we can. And all that stuff is superficial crap that will be forgotten tomorrow or the next day. The main point is, you know, 
Keep doing the work. Keep Don't stress. The, keep, keep doing the work. And they know that. I mean, all these guys know that. I have nothing. I'm not going to, you know, wax philosophic. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but how even when being super personal, did Leonardo not actually give us anything <laughs> personal? That part. That boy it's called is good. He is expert good. training. Listen, from the jump, said mm-hmm. a whole bunch of <laughs> Listen, and then threw and then put some other people in there. It was right. like, you know, Robert Pattinson, you know, they, these guys, they've got a lot of attention on them. But really, at the end of the day, it's about the work. It's about the work. Just, you got to bring it back. You got to bring it back. Well, what I do love is even in these interviews, even though he won't give much when it comes to personal, he obviously takes his professional life very seriously. But he does always seem to be very gracious still. And... He's kind, for sure. Yeah, he's kind, and he, and he, he feels modest. Um, I remember even, was it just this past SAG Awards? We were, was it, all three of us, we were at the that carpet together, right? It was a SAG, mm-hmm. and I interviewed Leonardo. And even then, that was only the second time I'd ever interviewed him. The first time was the time I almost puked on him. And to feel that sense of sort of like generosity and calm. And it, there's very much a feeling of he knows he's Leonardo DiCaprio. So, yeah. you know, he's going to be here while you adjust to that. And then, you know it's, what I mean? And, but, but not in the same way that a George Clooney. Right, right, right. He mentioned um, Arpats, who at peak twilight was, oh my God, big heartthrob, blah, 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 blah. Very similar to how Leonardo was in, in his earlier years, his teenage years. Is it too much of a reach? Those who say that Robert Pattinson could be the next Leonardo? I don't think they're the same. I don't think so. <laughs> it's a nah for me, son. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Twilight, bomb. Oh. Bomb. Amazing. Good stuff. But I loved his advice. I loved his advice. Keep doing the work. Keep right. doing the work. At, at the end of the day, your job as an actor is to continue mm-hmm. to dig deep and to bring the stories, the lives, the perspectives, the voices um, to life. You know what I mean? And, yeah. that's, and that's something that you can always count on Leo Decap to do well is that he brings these stories to you in a way. I, re- I remember Shutter Island. That oh is my, my favorite Leo Decap movie. It's so good. Yeah. I don't like the thrillers. Like, I just personally don't like the genre of thrillers, so it messes with my mind so much. But it was so amazingly done. It, it was one of yeah. my favorites, which says a lot, because, again, I don't really enjoy that genre because I don't like being on the edge <gasps> of the street the entire time. Oh, <laughs> Inception. Oh, my... When I tell you, I still think about that stuff. <laughs> At night, I would just be up in bed and be like, but wait, that one scene, this, when, that film came out, what, 10 years ago? When did Inception come out? 25 years ago. <laughs> 32 years ago. 74 years ago, when that came out, I was First, like, what is this? I mean, the brother has won three Golden Globes, yep. an Academy Award. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is... I think they're they're already working on four projects now with Martin Scorsese and yes. their production company. Um, they've actually partnered together with Appian Way mm-hmm. um, or in an endeavor called Appian Way. And so, you know, he's got projects for History Channel, Netflix, Disney Plus. It's really cool because it all, a lot of it still kind of feeds into his call to action, right. his plea, really, um, for the environment. Yeah. You know, he yeah. started the Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio Foundation and Earth Alliance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like 
This is yeah. a re- this is the really cool part of the work that he does. And that's what I was, yeah, 100%. When he says do the work, I love that for him. That means more than the professional work, more than what lights him up personally. Mm-hmm. It's about, okay, this is what I've done. This is what I've accomplished. What can I do with this platform? How can I expand mm. this reach? And to see him do that so consistently is awesome. I think the Earth Alliance has donated like $3 million to help wildfire relief efforts. Remember when those wildfires were devastating Australia? And that's... Oh just one initiative, you know, one way in which they've made a dent. I mean, we talked about Leo and Kay earlier. Obviously, they're still close friends. Back in 2016, she called him her closest friend in the world. Uh, there mm-hmm. was even, did you hear the Not rumor? close enough to let him up on that boat, on that door, no, Not on the floor. Well, that's different. On the door. He, he ain't making it on the door. That's all right. That's all right. They, they Their friendship withstood the fact that Jack could have lived. But... Mm. Uh, in closing, Leonardo, obviously a talented guy who uh, puts his money where his mouth is. He's doing the work off screen and on screen. Um, so I'm excited to see what he has coming up next. And I'm definitely excited for the Scorsese projects because obviously Martin Scorsese is such a legend in his own right. And I love that he's developed these Hollywood friendships where they, same with like him and De Niro, they team up time after time after time. And you know the project is going to be gold. You you develop that sort of chemistry that can only come with years of knowing someone in that creative way. And so that's exciting to see the projects evolve and the stories evolve. We've grown up with, with these stories and these characters and these actors and this director. So I'm excited to see what him and Leo have up their sleeve for us. Stay tuned, everybody. Stay tuned. Just like you should stay tuned for the next episode of The Vault by Access High. Hollywood because you never know what our next throwback is going to be. So make sure you're subscribed for more. As always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or quite literally wherever you get your podcasts. We are there, okay? So let's pour one out for The Revenant one time. I'm going to go watch... Well, I want to watch Interview with a Vampire, but I feel like I need to go watch a DiCaprio movie. Like a real grown man DiCaprio movie. I'll make it. What's eating Gilbert Gray? Okay. Good night, everybody. Good morning. Good afternoon. Whatever it is where you are, I hope it's good. We'll see you on the next one. (laughs) I'm Scott Evans. And I'm Zuri Hall. This is The Vault by Access Hollywood. The Vault by Access Hollywood is hosted by Scott Evans and Zuri Hall, produced by Access Hollywood Digital's Jenny Depper and Rebecca Zamer, and Digital Media Management's Grant Rutter, Audrey Povar, and Ryan Middledorf, and Trey Boudet. Join us next week when we open up that vault again for more iconic celebrity interviews and all things entertainment. Rate, subscribe, and share.